0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Opposites React. It is April 7th, 2021, episode 63. I am Sarah, and this is Tyler. How are you? Pretty good. Oh, jeez.
1: <laughs> Delayed response. <laughs> Trying to think of an adjective, but I just went with pretty good.
0: Does that describe how you're actually feeling?
1: Yeah. Well, like, Amazing. (laughs) Is it because of Jay's loss? Is that
0: why we're not amazing?
1: No, I mean, if if it was just coming off a fresh loss, I would have said that. But it happened earlier today, so I've had time to sort of process that and move on.
0: I see. Well, what you been up to then?
1: Uh, not much. Um, in terms of watching new stuff, uh, the only thing I watched that was new within the last week since we did the podcast was that uh, we rented the uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Oh right on amazon prime
0: and how was that i
1: thought it was pretty great actually i would have liked to have seen it in theaters it definitely feels yeah, like huh? it was a made-for-theater movie but we made the best we did with our, our big tv and our sound system downstairs we made it pretty loud and that was entertaining it was, it was just it was a throwback to like dumb 90s you know monster movies and did
0: you go in with low expectations?
1: uh i wouldn't say low i would say because i'd like the other two godzilla films that pre- this is sort of like the end of the godzilla trilogy if you want to call it that godzilla <laughs> g um i am glad i didn't look up spoilers beforehand because one of the tw- so i guess you can call it a twist halfway through the movie kind of caught me off guard i was like oh that's cool they're going they're doing that so it was nice but like the everybody's always said the weakest part of these godzilla movies is the when the movie tries to spend too much time with the humans like the human interactions and the little backstory boring the fa- family dramas we just want to see Godzillas and monsters fighting and you know admittedly those were the best parts of the film was when Godzilla and Kong went nuts fighting like the first time they fight each other on this aircraft carrier you can see it in the trailer but or something like you see some in the trailer but uh it was just pretty epic like the the music was really good I thought uh, and uh like when when Godzilla like climbs up on this carrier and runs towards Kong and Kong just like straight up punches him right in the face and just like, yep, that's Everything I, like <laughs> that's that's came everything before. eight-year-old me would want. If I was a kid, I would be lose my mind right now. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, even as a 33 year old, I was losing my mind. It's like, oh that's so
0: cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, I really liked it
1: a lot. Uh how about you? Anything special than last week you've played or no. watched? No? Okay.
0: There's Hello Kitty Adams and Animal Crossing now.
1: That's the only thing I got going on. Mm-hmm. Nothing you're looking forward to?
0: I don't know. There's a game called Poison Control coming out next week. I think I'm interested, so I'll look into it more. I guess I just haven't uh, haven't played much lately, so I would like a reason to try on the PS4.
1: So, well, you know what I'm excited for. We're not talking about it be the show. Oh, oh, fine. We won't talk about it today, but it's coming out. Well, we're <laughs> uh, we'll hear about it next. We'll week. talk about it next Wednesday because yes. then I'll be uh, super hyped. It'll hype be, train like, two sleeps will away be from it. Uh, as it is right now. Conduct- like, you'll be boy, the conductor of the hype train. Nineties. Not even not a full nine, eight and however many hours. I'm sure to. you
0: have a count, like a countdown on your phone, just taking down the milliseconds. The countdowns on the system. It's on oh the, right because you pre-ordered it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, long wait till next Friday. We're done talking about it. Okay, fine, fine. Yeah, I guess we can just get right into the topic then. I'm gonna. I haven't told you what the topic is yet, so it's gonna be a.
0: You said it was fun, sporty. I think it's funny. Funny. Oh, okay. Well, funny fun or
1: amusing. It's okay. An amusing topic. But before I get into it, I'll lead in with. And you'll kind of, maybe you'll eventually get the gist of where I'm going with this. But so obviously the MLB regular season has started as of April 1st. Yes. We've been watching. A crap ton. Jay's games and every other, because we have the MLB TV subscription. Yes. We've been watching a lot of Angels games. Yes. And, uh What else? Watched some Mets the other night. Mm-hmm. Whatever pretty much is on. I mean, obviously if I'm in bed at night, I'm watching the, the, the West Coast, the 10 o'clock games. So I'm usually watching either Seattle or. Yeah, it's my um, fall
0: asleep sound.
1: Uh, Oklahoma, or, uh, Colorado, or whatever, but um, yeah, exactly falls <laughs> into it. Um, but and and this and you, uh, you and I are in a fantasy league together.
0: That we are with
1: one of our other fellow podcast listeners. <laughs> <laughs> We're all in the same league together. Yes, and it's pretty fun so far. You, I, I know you're not used to because you obviously most of your, if not all of your fantasy sports. In the past, mostly been NFL. Yeah. So you're used to doing your lineup like once a week? Once
0: a week, like Thursday and then Sunday and then maybe a Monday or whatever. But this is like, there is four different time slots a day that you have to check your lineup to see if they're starting. And yeah, it is a daily thing. It's like, it is a commitment.
1: Honestly, I've always thought of it as like, because most people, let's be honest, most people use devices when they're on the toilet (laughs) whether it's your smartphone or your tablet or whatever else you have that is a fact yeah so i always thought fancy baseball live since you have to do it every day it's a good time to do when you're just sitting on the john yeah you drink
0: enough water and you and you'll end up at the proper time there every day to uh, (laughs) set up your lineup um
1: but anyway so i was i mean uh, this isn't obviously a fancy baseball only issue it's it's also a a real life baseball issue but uh this year there's already been a lot of injuries this is true and again not to say that, I mean, everybody wants to make, come up with different theories. It's because, you know, players, they didn't have a full season last year. Mm. So like, you know, but the reality is I think honestly, most of the injuries I've seen so far have been position players and not necessarily pitchers. There've been a few pitcher injuries, but nothing crazy so far. Right. In terms of like season ending or anybody Mm -hmm. blowing their arms out kind of thing. It's mostly been players with like quads and hamstrings and obliques is the new big hot topic injury this year. (laughs) Apparently everybody's pulling their oblique. Um, but yeah. And, uh, Obviously, it sucks for fantasy purposes having to rework your lineup. You know, we only have so many injured lineup spots on our mm-hmm. team. I've already maxed mine out. Uh, and uh, but yeah, like that's it's, it's part of any injuries are part of any sport, obviously. But uh, baseball can be annoying because obviously there's just. So many different types of nagging injuries. It seems like at and least it's a long uh, season uh, too. True, but I'll give baseball one thing: at least baseball teams and players are usually very forthcoming with their injuries. Uh. Nothing <laughs> makes me more angry than the NHL. I the NHL coming. treats it like it's some like state secret. <laughs> like, oh, we can't tell you what's wrong with There's you. There's
0: know, two injuries in NHL. There's upper like, body injury and lower
1: body injury. But literally, for the Leafs, Frederick Anderson has not skated in 19 days, and no one knows why because like he has one of the two injuries Sheldon keeps like he's fine he's fine i like, then what does he have it's like, what, I get that the whole thing there's this whole secret about it. we don't want to tell teams if he has a leg injury because then they're going to target his yeah, leg when he I plays understand. it's like okay they're all professional NHL players anyways I'm sure they could score on Freddie if he's, whether he's got a good leg or not but uh, I don't know it's just like, at least baseball an injury is an injury they'll, they'll be yep. forthcoming about it I
0: do appreciate that
1: although there's a little bit like I was surprised with the Tatis injury recently Tatis Jr. hurting his shoulder I think it was his shoulder Initially, they thought it was his elbow but it ended up being a shoulder uh, dislocation Oof. or whatever the prop. They used some medical term for I can't remember the exact <laughs> jargon. This is but, what you get
0: for having it uh, I know. more up But they
1: put him on the 10-day IL, and they're all like – their GMs being very optimistic. Yeah, we think he'll be back in like 10 days. We're not going to have him have surgery or anything. I'm like, I don't know. That, you know, that injury looked pretty bad. Like 10 days Just seems don't optimistic. do let have optimism. That's fine. I get it. I get it. But anyways, where I'm going with this, where, I'm trying, sell tickets. where I'm trying to segue into our topic tonight is that uh, – so over the years, I have, I remember specifically a few, baseball always has a lot of weird injuries. Like, like, when I say weird, I mean like, I don't mean, I mean people injuring themselves off the field in weird oh, ways.
0: Oh, oh, I know one of them. Okay.
1: Okay. Well, you tell me right now, which one you remember? What, uh, what stands out to you? you?
0: Okay. Well, the one I remember is the guy, was it, he flying his drone and he cut himself or something?
1: That was Trevor Bauer. Yeah. This is on, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Okay. That's on the list, but you remember that one. That was yes. pretty, well, yeah, that was pretty recent. That was like 2016 or ago. so, I think, but. So, I found an article online that has the injuries, most of the weird injuries for the last 30 years listed kind of chronologically here. If we're going current to okay, like, yeah, so something oh, like 2020 okay. and, and going backwards, right? Okay. So, anyways, um, yeah, so basically, you're just here's some. I thought it'd be fun to read some of these just because, again, a lot of them are humorous. I mean, obviously, you never want to, we're not taking pleasure in people's pain, but the way some, some of the ways people injure themselves is so ridiculous. Yeah. Um. And then
0: they admit to it it's the best part
1: right <laughs> exactly right and it's, it's, sometimes you just roll your eyes you' like only baseball players yeah. could do this right but so anyway so we'll we'll get to a few here um so in 2020 there's a couple both of them pitchers that stood out uh the first one was uh Zach Wheeler from the Phillies and he um I remember hearing about this one last year too and, and like thankfully this wasn't like you know devastating he didn't miss the whole season because of this injury but it's still kind of a silly so wheeler um, at some point in 2020, he he caught the nail, uh, the nail of the middle finger of his pitching hand. He caught it on it in his fly when he was zipping his pants up. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it just says here Wheeler's finger was sore after the incident, forcing the Phillies to bump his start back a couple of days. It wasn't a serious injury, but it's definitely a strange one. I'm quoting Phillies manager Joe Girardi at the time. He said, "You can't make this up." <laughs> the guy missing his start because he caught his finger, middle finger of his pitching hand, in his zipper. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep.
0: Pitcher's got to have, like, those perfect hands 24-7.
1: Another one uh, one here from the Cubs, uh, pitcher Jose Quintana. Uh, it says, shortly before the Cubs were set to report for summer camp following the COVID-19 shutdown, Quintana was washing dishes at his home in Miami when he sustained a laceration on his left thumb that required five stitches.
0: Wow intense
1: yeah now it says he also underwent microscopic surgery which determined that he had actually lacerated the digital sensory nerve in his thumb
0: <laughs> hokey smokes what are you doing dishes? <laughs> uh they back
1: the setback delayed his throwing program for two weeks and forced him to miss the first month of the season
0: no kidding so, yeah. yeah that's like
1: oof. here's an interesting one um in terms of a more kind of uh random example of an injury because there's a few on this list where guys like cut themselves and died and stuff i mean it's not yeah. oh, not all the own possibility yeah uh so in this one this was uh in 2019 this happened to hunter strickland who was on the nationals at the time i don't think he's on the Nationals. i could be wrong but he's a reliever anyways uh so washington traded for him they acquired him from the mariners on july 31st and just after they acquired him uh he had a barbell drop on him and (gasps) and break his nose while he was doing hip exercises in a squat rack (laughs) what (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to picture it. So it says he attached a mobility cord to the barbell to hold it steady as he worked out, but that well didn't work.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, obviously,
1: the cord didn't hold up in yeah. the barbell. I'm just imagining his barbell dropping on his nose. Like, oh,
0: oh. Yeah, no. I be... don't like that image.
1: Yeah. So, um, that was the end of his season. <laughs>
0: yeah, no kidding.
1: Uh, here's a famous name, also in 2019, Carlos Correa of the Astros. Uh, he was out of line for a few days because of rib cage soreness. And that could be caused by anything, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, But in this case... What caused it was actually... He he claims that he sustained the rib fracture during a massage.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's an intentional... Seriously, that masseuse. that masseuse
1: really uh, <laughs> went to work on him. Uh, yeah. So he's he says to sustain an injury in such an unusual way, it makes it even more frustrating. <laughs> 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 I think, obviously, it didn't keep up too long, but yeah. still, it's... Uh, yeah. yeah but again, when
0: you got to, like, swing and stuff, it's right. like, that'll definitely affect you.
1: Um, here's a name that obviously isn't really... He's not in the league anymore. Well, I guess he could always come back, but you you might know the name from 2019, Yoenis Cespedes. Oh, for sure. He was with the Mets at the time. I think he, I don't even know if they bought out his contract or if he's still technically under contract with them. I can't remember, but he apparently fractured his right ankle when he suffered a violent fall and twisted his ankle in a hole. Now that's the story that he told the team. Oh, there's and a then, backstory. Uh, after I don't know who like re- who leaked this, but it says months later, the New York Post revealed that Cespedes actually suffered the injury during an interaction with a wild boar. <laughs> Uh huh. Um, yeah, I have to assume that Cespedes was like. It sounds
0: so much cooler though than the uh, the, the whole yeah. story. Like I would be like, I fought a boar.
1: I'm pretty sure when Cespedes when he when the season's uh, when the season's over or whatever, he usually goes back to his home country. I can't remember if it's Dominican or Puerto Rico or wherever he's from, but I'm sure I'm assuming, I'm assuming that's where he had this interaction with the boar. Right. <laughs> it didn't happen somewhere in you know Florida, but who knows. Um, but actually the funny thing here, it says the accident, uh, caused the Mets to restructure his contract, reducing the guaranteed portion of his salary from 29 million to just 6 million. Yeah. Uh, they told me he could earn some of the money back via incentives playing time, but he, he never did. So mm. he also had a lot of money because of mm. that board. <laughs> Here's one that I'd never actually heard about this one before and actually done pretty painful, but in 2019, uh, Blake Snell, yep. uh, for the Rays at the time. He fractured his right toe, sorry, his right fourth toe, while trying to move a granite stand in his bathroom. Oh. It says he didn't realize that the stand had three parts, and the pole fell on his toe as he was moving oh. part of the stand. Oh. Uh, thankfully, he only missed one start because of the injury. Wow. Um, but yeah, that would hurt dropping a granite stand on your toes. No kidding. Oh. <laughs> Especially if it was your if it was your plant foot as a pitcher, that would that really suck. Ryan, nah, to think of, yeah, it must be uh here's another one i guess with maybe washing dishes but so apparently a reliever for the oakland a's in 2018 sean kelly uh says he sliced the tip of his right thumb on a sharp knife while washing dishes uh he Mm -hmm. says uh it was pretty it was pretty good cut because apparently his thumbnail was the only thing that kept him from slicing the top of his thumb off (laughs) wow good job thumbnail yeah uh in 2018 salvador perez of the royals he's still their catcher it's um Mm-hmm. currently so uh this the timing of this injury is really bad too i remember this uh who knows why even maybe drafted him that year Maybe that's why i remember this injury so much but it says two days before opening day the royals announced that perez would miss four to six weeks with a grade two tear of the mcl in his left knee um and people obviously assume that it happened during you know spring training or yeah. during a catching drill or something but what actually happened was uh he fell carrying luggage up a flight of stairs at his home <laughs> oh yeah
0: <laughs> that's way that's dramatic i know eh? <laughs>
1: I remember hearing about this one, too. Back in 2017, Madison Bumgarner, mm-hmm. who was on the Giants at the time, um, he missed nearly two months of the 2017 season after a uh, dirt bike accident mm-hmm. during, one, right. during one of the team's off Got days. Got in
0: scrubble for that one. Yeah.
1: And it says Bumgarner, who had been riding dirt bikes his whole life, uh, was out riding in the mountains with a couple of relatives, and he bruised some ribs and sprained his pitching shoulder in the crash. But yeah, the, the, the team knew about Bumgarner's biking activities Uh, Mm. you know it's not like it was a huge reveal at the time but i think after that they sort of reworked his contract and be like we don't want you to really ride bikes anymore because we're (laughs) we're paying you a lot of money and like you know if you want to do it during the off season maybe that's one thing but not during the season even if it's like an off day right because you know we need you (laughs) um and then here's one you were referencing earlier that you remembered. So in 2016 trevor bauer
0: i just remember i just remember (laughs) the gushes of blood and him trying to hide it
1: so it says one of the most memorable images of the 2016 postseason was Bauer's pitching hand dripping blood on the mound in yeah. the American League Championship Series. How did he get to that point? An unfortunate run-in with his drone. He cut his right pinky finger repairing his drone when he was sliced by the propellers. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like I remember, just like the camera zoomed into mm-hmm. his hand for like well, a he, very long time. he had stitches, but yes. obviously they opened up yes. during the game. And you're right, that thing was you he he not, not bleeding. allowed to bleed. Right. So yeah, once like the umpire saw it, it was like mm-hmm. okay you're out but he was a good pitcher so <laughs> yeah that was a, that was an interesting one
1: <laughs> um feel kind of bad for this guy this is funny actually this guy has the the injuries here it just says injuries ranged from 2011 to 2015 this oh. guy had multiple injuries okay. he, i think he was a reliever the name rings a bell to me jeremy effeld Okay. Uh, fell out with the Giants. It says he had a string of freak injuries. First he f- yeah, first the left-handed reliever cut his hand while trying to separate frozen hamburger patties for a barbecue.
0: <laughs> I can believe that. Yep. Okay.
1: <laughs> the next season in 2012, he sprained his right knee when his 4-year-old son jumped into his arms. Oh. And then in 2015, he partially dislocated his left knee while playing with his kids on an off-day near his off-season home. <laughs> You're
0: a little injury prone.
1: <laughs> or his kids are rough.
0: Mm, That's true. Uh
1: for this injury in 2010, Kendrys Morales, remember him?
0: I remember Morales. Yeah. He he was
1: playing for the Angels at the time, and it says, In a joyous moment, Mor- Morales belted a walk-off grand slam t- to lift the Angels over the Mariners, but he broke his left ankle in the celebration at home plate. Oh, <laughs> he would not only miss the rest of the 2010 season, but also all of the 2011 season okay, after setbacks in his attempt to return to action. Um, yeah, so, so I think he was just like jumping around at home okay. plate, and then uh, I thought you've your ankle like that. That's unfortunate. Quite unfortunate. Yeah. Oh, here's a go, you'll like this one, okay, in 2006. Uh, Joel Zumaya of the Detroit Tigers. During his rookie season, the 100-mile-per-hour-throwing right-hander injured his right wrist while playing the popular video game Guitar Hero.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I understand Mm -hmm. where you're coming from.
1: Um, he only missed three games and he actually had a pretty good season that year and it says on the Xbox 360 version of Guitar Hero 2 Zumaya got a special message in the credits which read no pitchers were harmed in the beginning of this game except for one <laughs> Joel Zumaya. he had it coming <laughs>
0: <laughs> I call it Guitar Tunnel mm-hmm. and it
1: exists uh, another random one here in 2005 Clint Barms of the Rockies uh, he fell and broke his collarbone while trying to carry a package of deer meat given to him by his teammate Todd Hilton <laughs> it says you throw your
0: friend under the bus
1: <laughs> Barms and another player had visited Helton's ranch after a game after which Helton treated them to dinner Barms liked the deer meat so much that Helton gave him some to take home the injury required surgery and Barms missed three months
0: <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> I'm trying so to picture sad how much, how much meat did
1: he give him I know Jeez. right um I remember hearing about this one back in the day um 2004, Sammy Sosa of the Cubs, mm. uh, he sneezed so hard that he sprained a ligament in his lower back.
0: Oh my goodness! <laughs> the
1: two violent sneezes caused by back spasms sent him to the DL.
0: was
1: <laughs> 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 just throwing at your back because of his sneeze? <laughs> oh boy! Here's another good one. I actually never heard of this one before, but the name, the player's name, doesn't really ring a bell to me either. But in 2002, a player named Marty Cordova of the Orioles uh, had an unfortunate run-in with a tanning bed. To be exact, the former Rookie of the Year fell asleep and sunburned his face.
0: Oh, no.
1: Doctors told him he should stay out of the sun as much as possible while the burn healed, so he had to miss a few games and only played in day games. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I mean, he, that... he had to miss the day games because right, of yes. the sun. Sorry, that's what I meant. Um, imagine that. Don't you start up to practice your face with orange? And it's like, yeah, I got uh... to stay in the shade for a bit. Oh, well, it'd be yeah. so itchy, too, when it's healing yeah. and stuff?
0: Oh, no, thank you.
1: <laughs> in 1994, a player for the Brewers named Steve Sparks. Um, it says that uh, in spring training in 1994, when he when he was a 28 year old knuckleballer who had not yet pitched in the majors, he dislocated his left shoulder trying to rip apart a phone book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Some anger issues there, maybe. No, it's probably
1: like a hazing thing or someone like uh. challenged him to, you know. It was like a thing at the time. I don't know. Hey, you think you're strong? You ripped this phone book in half. I yeah, dislocated my shoulder instead. Luckily, he did manage to still pitch nine seasons in his career. He, okay. So you know he's not like he ended his career or anything, but no. Um, oh, this is a, this is a famous one. I, see, I, didn't, I didn't recognize the name, but I'd heard about this one for years. I mean, especially because this injury is like 30 years old by now. But in 1990, a player for the Blue Jays at the time named Glenn Alvin Hill went on the disabled list after falling through a glass table, resulting in cuts and bruises to his feet, knees, and elbows. Mm. Now, what caused the fall? Hill had just woken up from a nightmare about spiders chasing him, and in his confused state he fell through the glass table.
0: I love <laughs> how they just <laughs> put it all out there.
1: Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> nightmare about spiders you just slam yourself through a glass table. And jeez. luckily he didn't you know tear anything too bad. Like you know, he could have easily torn up a ligament no or no kidding or a, yeah. That's you know, dangerous. An artery or something. But yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I, I, heard about, I hadn't heard about this one before either, but again, we're, we're getting back there in, in, in the ages here. So in 1985, this is actually a postseason injury. It says, prior to Game 4 of the 1985 National League Championship Series between the Cardinals and Dodgers, a player named Vince Coleman was run over by Busch Stadium's automatic tarp, injuring his leg. No. <laughs> the tarp machine was rolled out as rain began to fall during batting practice. Uh he would miss the remainder of the series, though the Cardinals would eventually win it to advance to the World Series, which they inevitably lost to the Royals. Aww. But just imagine just getting run over by a tarp. Yeah,
0: I know, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah,
1: so I mean those are some a few examples of some uh pretty dramatic and entertaining baseball injuries. That luckily, you know, none of them were serious, none of them were really career ending. I don't know, Morales
0: is uh, never good since. Uh,
1: well, yeah, Morales, Morales one really did suck. He probably could have had a few more good years left and then that probably changed his trajectory a bit. Although he did end up with the Blue Jays after that, so... Yeah, I know, like, but yeah, a few we booed him Jays. too, so... Yeah. Well, who, didn't get, who didn't get injured playing with the Blue Jays on the turf, right? That turf yeah.
0: is just... Like, you, you think about... You think crux. Just
1: think back in the last, like, you know, 10 years or so of Blue Jays players who have either had injury problems or just, um you know, other issues that I could think of. But, like, you know, a few kind of... Like, obviously, like, Devin Travis, a yeah. player who had a lot of potential. There's too many injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, Vernon wells, who it's a little bit before you started watching baseball, but he uh he was he had a really he had a good career with the blue jays but he had a lot of injuries and uh and other just issues that sort of prevented him from being i think the top tier player he could have been okay like he at the time he he until recently when the Jays signed George springer to that big contract mm-hmm. Vernon wells was the largest contract at the time that the Jays had ever given oh to a uh, i don't know if it was just to a fielder or just to like a player in general but I know wells was on that list of, of it was pretty big contract at the time. Um, Ricky Romero, the pitcher I was thinking of, he's you know the guy who had some other injuries and inconsistency issues that just unfortunately, yeah. The Jays haven't had a good track record with prospects prior to obviously the last three or four years mm-hmm. when their farm system now was really you know top tier. Oh yeah, like, I mean they're. Yeah, they got they have an, they actually have an overflow of, of good prospects now. I think MLB.com, if I remember correctly, at the start of the year rated them sixth or seventh their farm system, hmm. which is pretty good. Because again, again, that farm system isn't considering the guys that are already on the team. Like we're not talking about like Bichette and Guerrero and and uh, obviously Bijgio and, and all these guys. They're not prospects anymore, obviously. So yeah. if we're talking about farm system, we're talking about guys that um, I think I think Nate Pearson is still considered one of their prospects. He yeah, actually he didn't play that much last year, but um, they have so many good young pitchers too and. A few good like uh, shortstops they've drafted recently, and I think they have the future is really bright for the Jays.
0: Are they allowed calling people up right now?
1: Well, technically there isn't like a minor leagues right now. Because right. I, I don't think they're starting until May. uh okay. So right now what happens is if you have players, they're just you have them at your alternate training site like down in Florida okay. for the Jays. You, you keep these guys you know playing and working out and stuff so they're in shape. And but there's no like they're not doing the thing last year where they have like a few guys you'd have like a taxi squad. COVID right. call ups. I
0: was thinking more like in the past where they oh. would call them up. and
1: Yeah, like once once the minor leagues get back into swing again this year, you'll have, like the Jays will probably have some guys on their current roster they may send down to AAA yeah. for some seasoning or um, get some at bats in and stuff. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, there'll, there'll be call ups again this year and that kind of thing. But okay. for now, it's
0: not allowed until the season is, starts.
1: Right. Every team okay. kind of has their standard 40 man roster and, you know, you have your 26 player active roster that you use every day. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I tell you, there's been a lot of good. I mean, they see, yeah, it's been, what's today? So it's been almost a week. So, or today is a week since the season. No, tomorrow, tomorrow. will be. Tomorrow will be a week since the season started. But um there's done so many good games already and good performances and, like, you know, highlight, highlight, great highlights, some catches, mm-hmm. some, some great home runs. There's been a lot of bad play, too, like which is normal at the start of the year. Teams have a lot of errors, fielding issues. Guys are still working through their new positions and new teams, getting used to things. But, yeah. That's like you said. Like is baseball's long. It's the longest you know regular season in professional sports. You know by a long margin.
0: I'm a very strict fantasy manager. Also, you have two bad games you're on the bench.
1: That's not strict. That's delusional when it comes <laughs> to baseball. 162 <laughs> game season. You can't judge a guy on like six or seven at bats. He goes
0: on the bench until he earns it back.
1: <laughs> I will say your team today looked pretty good. I was looking at uh, a few guys that stood out today. Like you have, I see. Whenever I see a guy who has a good performance. You like, go and try and pick them I, up. Well, I, I see seconds. if I see if they're available in yeah. our in our league, whether they're on waivers or just like as a free agent. And I I, I noticed today that I figured this guy'd be gone anyways, but I noticed that Dylan Dylan Carlson had a grand slam for the Cardinals. I thought maybe there's a chance he's a free agent. <laughs> I wasn't holding my breath. And of course, I saw that he was. And then when I scrolled down to see what team he was on, I'm like, oh wait, you have him. And I'm like, did you play him today? Yeah, you did. Good for you. Oh, good for me. Yeah, I, mean, see, I didn't
0: have any options today. So. Oh,
1: see, but yeah, I, I feel like uh, on a day where everybody was playing, you probably wouldn't have had Carlson in your starting probably lineup. Probably not, no. Yeah, see, so you wouldn't have lost out of four RBIs today. But there are some
0: people that are in the doghouse right now. So, <laughs>
1: But yeah, so Carlson got your grand slam. JT Realmuto got a three-run home run. Mm. Um, Yeah, I know you have Biggio in the doghouse. Uh, who else? Oz- Ozuna. Ozuna is usually a slow starter too, though, so I wouldn't worry too much about that. Atlanta in general has had a rough start. Although like well here Atlanta Braves were 0 4 going into today's they had a double header today against Washington and Atlanta actually won both those games. Oh
0: okay. So I'm on the way back.
1: Oakland got their first win today too. Oh, Oakland Oakland started 0 for 6. Yeah. Which is their worst start ever or since like nineteen ten, I think, or something. Like as disappointing as this series was for the blue for Blue Jays fans, that lose two out of three to Texas. I mean, we're still three and three. You know, any, anytime you can go three and three on a on a six game road trip, you'll take that. Yeah, because now, sure. now they got seven at home. they are yeah, we gonna call her a home opener. Home. Well, yeah, it's funny on the radio today. They were talking about the Blue Jays. Like Blue Jays could potentially have like three home openers this year. Yeah. If you consider like technically because technically tomorrow is their home opener in Florida yeah. and then let's just say they go to play in like Buffalo in July yeah. or something that would be their new home opener and then let's say by some miracle they get to play in Toronto in September mm-hmm. that would be another home opener. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I mean, it it's it, it's very disappointing that it looks like obviously the Jays won't be able to cuz you I think you mentioned the other day it'd be pretty cool if Tr- if the Jays got to come back to Toronto for Canada Day. That would be like sort that. of like an ideal but, way to but It's uh, not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen, yeah, with the way COVID numbers are going in Ontario, but like number three. Woo! <laughs> I will say that at least that's one good thing, too, I guess, about the current baseball season. Like last year, there's a lot of COVID issues. Most most of them revolved around Miami last year, kind of screwing everything right. up for everybody. Oh, i of that. big breakout. Um, this year, thankfully, there's only been one kind of COVID issue, which was mm-hmm. Washington Nationals had to postpone their first series against the Mets. And I think I read today that they've already sort of, they're going to make it up as like two different doubleheaders mm. or something. So, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, thankfully, uh, baseball's baseball has been too impacted yet. And I've actually heard that a lot of teams have actually, their players, most players have, have gotten vaccinations yeah. in certain states. Like, I think the Jays players are supposed to be getting them soon when they go back to Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, So, that's good. I mean, obviously, the more vaccines the players get, the more or less chance of a, less likely chance of a breakout or more play- people being affected by a breakout, so... But uh, yeah, that's just the reality of professional sports nowadays. I mean, I mean, NHL has been getting hit so hard by COVID this year. Uh, I haven't heard too many cases in the NBA.
0: No, I think it started off pretty bad. But yeah, I think we're starting Mm -hmm. to. NFL,
1: NFL had a few. NFL was pretty lax about it this year. Like, dudes would get them, like. They'd be pulling guys out like in the first quarter of a game, be yeah. like, "Oh, your test came back positive," and it's like, "Oh, well, so he's already been on the field. Everybody <laughs> yeah. else, that's fine. Just keep playing." Yeah, NFL is pretty easygoing about that. It's nice to see some baseball fans back again in certain situations. Do you want a full stadium already? Uh, I think the Texas one was crazy this week or this this couple of days ago, but uh, you know. I think they said the Jays in Florida this weekend are only supposed to be able to. They're only supposed to have, are allowed to have like ten percent capacity. I think so, yeah. is yeah. like fifteen hundred fans. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: That's cool. There's a lot of snowbirds down there. I guess that will probably go and watch them.
1: Oh yeah. No, no. They'll 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 get a lot of fans. The sport will be there. It's just it's it's just funny. Like you watch certain games, you know, we're we're watching MLB TV and the fans can be really loud and vocal in certain. Uh, stadiums and other ones it's you know you get the you can hear that one heckler <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> which is also amusing in its own right yeah
1: i bought that book recently i haven't had a chance to read it yet we were at chapters the other day and i saw this really cool book about the blue it said like a hundred things blue jays fans need to know or do before they die
0: <laughs> and you don't know any of them yet i haven't I'm read right. it yet no <laughs> but i do watch it. it looks it looks like
1: the book's really well I, I, I flipped it through it looks really well structured like each story is like three or four pages long so it's you know um and it's just sort of like talking about yeah, whether it's historical moments like obviously World Series games, uh, you know, player like reg- rookie, rookie performances, um, like getting the random like hot shot free like you know like they, I'm sure the book the book from when I flipped through it hinted on like you know when the Jays got Roger Clemens back in the '90s or obviously you know in recent memory when they big trades and they got like Troy Tulawitsky and David Price. Yeah, I was going to ask Josh when it Donaldson. was published. Well, like, the book was originally pro- published I believe in like 2013, but then it was re like. There's edits done as okay. of 2017. Okay, so, so it does, refl- does, does reflect the the newer postseason accomplishments of the Jays. Okay. Um yeah. Once I give it a read, I'll report back on a few you of those stories. That we know
0: you will. Yeah, it's baseball,
1: baseball. So next Friday, baseball. man. I'm, you're not gonna. I'm gonna just be, I'm I'm gonna try and pull an all nighter. Like you say that all the time. Next Friday.
0: You can't even do it for extra life. I don't think you'll be able to be here.
1: <laughs> we'll see. Mm-hmm. My only hope is that obviously the servers hold up. Which Did I don't you say that every year, yeah, in? yeah. No, no, it was fine last year. Now, obviously, this year people are concerned that once the Xbox people get on, can they handle the extra load with all these extra players, especially with Game Pass now? But
0: Game Pass version doesn't come out till the 20th, right?
1: Oh, no, I know. I'm, I'm not saying that's gonna be an issue for the first weekend because I'm, I'm gonna be playing on the 16th. So, mm-hmm. that first, those first four days should be awesome, I hope, with servers. But then once the 20th hits, I'm, I'm sure, curious. I'm sure that first day will be rough. I'm yeah. hoping after that, a couple more days won't be too bad. Yeah, you'll have to find peak times to play at and.
0: Um, it just reminds me of like Fallout seventy six. Like nobody played Fallout seventy six, right? When it came out, <laughs> right, and it was a hot yeah. garbage. It came to Game Pass, blew up. Mm-hmm. So I think it's gonna be the same thing. Like well, same you, with
1: like like Game Pass has been huge for so many. Like how many people play Sea of Thieves because of Game Pass? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So mm-hmm. I think MLB twenty one will be awesome. Mm-hmm. Like not sell more there, but I think it will be a good gateway for people that have been missing out on baseball for so long for right. not having PS four.
1: I'm very curious to see how creative people get with the stadium stuff. I think that would be cool.
0: Mm, are you going to do it? Uh,
1: not, like, right away. Like, after a few days, after I kind of settling in with my... You know, it's funny. Like, you go on Reddit or any other forum, and everybody has always posted like, what are you guys going to do day one? Like, what's your strategy for going 21? Everybody just said the same thing. You're are gonna...
0: they making AutoCAD <laughs> renders of their stadiums <laughs> already? What no, guy? no,
1: no, no, no. I'm just talking about, like, most people's strategy is obviously like opening that. You're, okay, you're gonna rip open all your pre-order packs right and spend all your stubs and you know invest in a bunch of players yes and, we all know and most people and mo-
0: gonna, somebody's gonna get a trout and everybody's gonna exactly. say oh my god how much money did you spend and
1: then most people will either like, I'll probably go straight to conquest start working on conquest As stuff do. do a little bit of offline con- I'm not gonna jump probably into ranked or battle royale right away you'll get destroyed Exactly. Well, BR is not too bad because obviously everybody can draft a team, but if you're going to ranked right away, you're going to be going up against the guys that are spending like a grand on their team, just buying all the top players. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not fun for the first few days. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like Battle Royale, uh, Conquest, you know, and then, you know, I feel around with your. I don't spend too much time on my uniforms and logos and stuff. I know some people go really hard into that stuff. No,
0: I made it last year. I made you a watermelon and you didn't like it. It was cute. You didn't like it. You changed it.
1: Well, eventually I changed it. <laughs> what, was, what was the team name originally? You remember?
0: Galaxy Cat. Something with cats and outer space.
1: Wasn't it? Was it Neptune something? Oh. Neptune, Neptune Nightmares. Nightmares. Neptune Nightmares. Yes. That's what called. Yeah, cool.
0: With the cat logo. Didn't, didn't, you give
1: me like, didn't you make me have pink jerseys? Yeah, yeah. I was, you made you a watermelon. You were
0: pink and green. <laughs> I just oh. wanted to make you look hideous so the people you were playing against would just be like,
1: be distracted. who is this guy? Who yeah. is this goofball? <laughs> Uh, your
0: name is already so weird that <laughs> I just want to make it above, above and beyond.
1: I'm hoping people underestimate me when they see my PSN name on the screen, like when the thing shows up. Like, because everybody has weird. Like, you can create any team name you want in the game as long mm-hmm. as it's obviously not, you know, you're not using any offensive language or anything. But yeah, like, you know, it'll be my team name and below it, it'll have your PSN ID. So I will be like, so people be looking at it, be like, oh, okay, I'm playing Neptune Nightmares. Ever, and then, oh, this guy's name is Supreme Loser. Look at this guy; he's probably a Oof. Probably a loser. He's probably a loser. He's probably going to suck at <laughs> this game. I'm going to crush him, and then the tables get turned.
0: what <laughs> you like to think. Or I get, or I get mercy for yeah. one <laughs> or the other. Yeah. Uh... This guy was a loser. <laughs>
1: um.
0: If you want to tell us uh, any injuries you think we missed, or maybe another sports injuries that's whacked, or if you've experienced your own weird injuries, we'd love to hear those too. You can email us at when opposites react at gmail dot com. All
1: right. Well. Um... Thanks for listening everybody. As always, we appreciate the support. And uh like Sarah said, feel free to send us an email if you, if that topic sparks any any interest or any memories for you, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, as always, you know, stay safe out there and we will be back the same time next week.
0: boys. Side.